Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new thing we're doing for the first time this year. First time this year. It's a pre-Grammy bonus content. Yeah. Every year that we've had the podcast, we've followed the Grammys and done an episode the week that they release based on the winner of Album of the Year. And that's been really fun for me, and I think for you, too. I'm James, also, and this is Connor, by the way. I'm Connor. Hello. I feel like we should yeah, introduce ourselves and say hey. But I've really enjoyed getting to know some of the new music that wins. You know, we had John Batiste in the first year. Harry Styles won mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. year. And we're coming up on our third Grammy special. It could be anything. Could be anything. But we thought we focused so much on Album of the Year, you know, with that episode. But we don't get a chance to really talk about the rest of everything that goes on we tried to in those other episodes quickly briefly just touch on some other winners at the beginning of the episode but we thought it'd be fun to kind of give all the categories their own little time to shine here as we and try to predict what we think is gonna win yeah it's gonna be a tough call there are 94 Grammys being awarded this year. Yeah. Some of them for the first time ever. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But we've mm-hmm. made predictions for every single Grammy. We're going to run through our predictions right now in this little bit of bonus content. And then I think you can check out the Grammy episode when it comes out the Friday following the Grammys yep. for the results of this. Yeah. Who wins and who was the most accurate in predicting the Grammys? Yeah, we're going to keep score on who was... Who's, ac- who's the most accurate, and that winner gets bragging rights till the next Grammys. For a whole year. And I promise we're not going to have that confusion that we did last year's Grammy episode <laughs> where I picked the date wrong and had to move it all around. And- yeah, say so you want to re- double-check the date again one more time? <laughs> yeah, the Grammys are happening on February 4th, Sunday. And so we're going to be recording the day after. And Yep, and so then the episode that comes out on February 9th will be whoever wins. That Friday the 9th. Uh, album of the year. That album. We've got eight options for album of the year, and the odds are very high that we may end up with our very first repeat. repeat. We might have to episode. do our first ever repeat. Yeah. The nominees for album of the year, I mean, we'll talk about it way at the end, but... We can say them again here just real fast. Yeah. The nominees for album of the year include World Music Radio by John Batiste, The Record by Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. We've got Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey. The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae. Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Midnight's by Taylor Swift. And SOS by SZA. Four of those would be repeats for us. Four of them. So depending on who wins, we might have to break new ground for the podcast. I know usually at this point in time in a normal episode, we'd probably be getting ready for some factor spin, but we don't really have that for this. Unless we want to play factor spin about all the... No, we don't. (laughs) About all the nominees. That'd be wild. That'd be so much. There's so many nominees, and I know so little about so many. But, you know, the the Grammys is kind of like one big game show you get nominated and you win and you get cool prizes for winning and so the mixtaper got really into the grammys this year learned a lot of fun information yeah and he wanted he, he asked if he could be the one to come on and you know kind of give people the what's what of the grammys the what's what of the grammys i like that there's a lot of information out there about the grammys this year yeah like i said four whole new awards so let's bring out the mixtaper and he can talk us through it and then we'll start going through our predictions. Hey, it's me. 
The mixtaper. Hello, mixtaper. Happy Grammy week. Well, pre-Grammy week. Are you getting ready? Going to have a watch party or celebrate somehow? Oh, I am jazzed for the Grammys, all right? It's... Who knew that game shows could go so big? The Grammys is like the ultimate game. It's a year in the making. The Grammys is the ultimate game show? I mean, yeah. I mean, you got... Everybody submits their entry and compete. To, to, to win these fancy little trophies. I mean, they're not as cool as the spinet trophies, but... No, they get their little gramophones. Yeah. Did you know that this is the 66th annual Grammy Awards? I did. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's going back quite a ways. 66 years, in fact. Yeah. This year's nominations are all songs or albums or stuff that came out between October 1st of 2022 and September 15th of 2023. Interesting. Wait, what about stuff that came out? Is there like a window of overlap? I guess I've never looked into it, but stuff that came out between the like 15th and you know what I mean? Between the 15th and now? It would be, that would be next year, right? It would be October of 2023 to September of 2024. No, you're right. I think I'm doing bad math. I think you are. (laughs) Do you need to get the squirrels out here? That's that's (laughs) more than a year that you mentioned. September to October. Well, it's October to September. So it's like basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then stuff that comes out. So I see what, oh, I see what you say. What happens between stuff between the, like the 16th through the. 30th of september of 2022 (laughs) yeah you're right yeah what happened to that well did it just not get eligibility yeah i don't know (laughs) maybe well maybe it shifts every year so like maybe next year's will be september i could see that 16th to whatever date they choose or whatever you know that could be and that makes the most sense it is a leap year oh that is true leap year but yeah Trevor Noah's hosting for the fourth time, held on February 4th. Again? He did last year. I thought he did a good job last year. Uh-huh. And you can watch it on Paramount Plus or broadcast it on CBS. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but could be. The nominations were announced way back in November of 2023. Yeah, I remember all those coming out because I started prepping for this episode as soon as I saw them. <laughs> yeah. Every year I'm trying to be caught less off guard by the Grammy episode because it always throws me for <laughs> such a loop. Like you would not believe. Some cool stats about this year. SZA received the most nominations with nine. That's pretty huge. That's a lot. And then Victoria, Monet, Phoebe Bridgers, and Serban Ganey. So I'm going to choose to go with that. Uh, they each had seven, so they're all tied for second. Phoebe Bridgers got seven. Wow. Yeah. We did an episode on them. Check them out. Yeah. 105. We did Punisher. Fun fact, Victoria Monet's two-year-old daughter, Hazel, became the youngest nominee in Grammy Awards history. Two years old? What am I doing with my life? That's what I said, right? It's like Connor said one time, like, he just wasted his life, right? I mean, two-year-olds are getting nominated at the Grammys. Yeah. We do. I do remember talking about Victoria Monet. She's up for, like, Best New Artist or something, but she song wrote for a long, long time. We talked about her on our ariana grande episode she co-wrote a lot of those hits but her two-year-old daughter was a featured artist on her mother's song hollywood which is nominated for best traditional r&b performance so fancy schmancy wouldn't you know yeah so uh you kind of alluded to it earlier uh they've added three new categories this year to get bring us to the 94 total categories Mm -hmm. uh the three new categories are best african music performance best alternative jazz album and best pop dance recording yeah and i'd be kind of lying if i said i didn't mostly guess 
on all three of those. <laughs> I, I know Connor did a lot of guessing too. <laughs> well, they're educated guesses. You know, I didn't go in totally blind. I I picked some things based on title or people that I saw that I recognized. Or you know, we'll get into it. But there is a fair amount of guesswork in this bracket. They moved producer of the year non classical and songwriter of the year non classical into the general field with the big four. And the big four being album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, and best new artist. That's good. I think that's a smart move. Everyone yeah. talks about producers nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very fitting that they should be just in the general everything category. They really shook up everything this year. This is actually a good year to kind of go over all this because it's different. So even if you know the Grammys well, things are different this year. Yeah. Because they did a whole bunch of field changes. Last year at the 65th Grammys, who cares about those, right? I mean, 66 is the big new thing. <laughs> yeah, sure. There was 26 fields instead of 11 not including the general field that had the big four only at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they smushed a lot of them together. The reason they did this was to ensure that all the voting members were able to use all 10 of their votes that they're allowed to have. Because due to having 26 fields with only one or two categories each, uh, it was preventing members from being able to use all 10 votes because you you get 10 votes but only spread across a maximum of three fields. Interesting. So, you know, when there was 26 fields with only one or two, you might pick three fields with only two categories and only get to use six of your ten votes before you're you're done. Yeah, that is really interesting because I noticed there are some weird combinations. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the most illogical, but definitely feels like they should be separate, separate. in some ways. Yeah, sure. You mean like the fact that children's comedy, audiobook narration, storytelling, and music, video, and film were all together? <laughs> that's one of the big ones. Yeah, that's the biggest offender, I think, of smushing. <laughs> so that's the biggest uh, smush. There's like, yeah, Oppenheimer, go up against ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ABC album. Ah, by, you know what I mean? Like, that's impossible to judge. Yeah. And it's not really go up against. No, it's not. Obviously, but the categories are all very different. But sure. just in the same grouping. <laughs> Share a space. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they did that. So then they took producer of the year and songwriter of the year and put them up into the general field with the big four. So again, you get everybody gets to vote in the general field. All voting members get to vote in all in the general field in all six categories. Then you get 10 additional votes that you can spread across those up to three other categories. Yeah, I would imagine most industry professionals save those for categories where they are knowledgeable and that they participate in. Yeah, that would be the smart way to do it. Although I guess if I was in there, I'd go for the, you know... Give me 10 votes. Let me go go find the least. Yeah, let me go find what I know the least about and vote on that. And and (laughs) balloon the ballot box with 10 extra votes for it. (laughs) Well, I think I can only vote once per category still. Well, it's true. Unless you commit Grammy voter fraud, don't do that. Oh, another fun thing that was voted on by the Academy members on June 16th of 2023 in response to the rapidly developing field of AI. Oh yeah. The recording Academy declared that only human creators are eligible to be submitted for consideration for nominated for or win a Grammy award. Good. Fair. I don't know how you would win one if you couldn't be considered or nominated, but glad they spelled out all three of those. (laughs) That's true. You're right. (laughs) Very. It's got a lot of fail safes built in. Yeah. For you sneaky AIs who find a way to get in there without being considered, still can't win. (laughs) Tough luck. It's stated as a work that contains no human authorship is not eligible in any categories. Good. That makes sense. Soon we're going to have to have just robot Grammys. I know, right? Uh, That'd be cool. I'd watch those. (laughs) 
It's like the Puppy Bowl crazy. over the Super Bowl. Like yeah. that's gonna become more popular. <laughs> the Academy further specified that works featuring AI-generated material are eligible for the award only if a human contributed to the work meaningfully in the creation process. Sure. And that contributors of only AI-generated material are still not eligible. So there has to be some bit of human contribution. And even in the AI part, it has to be meaningfully uh, influenced by a human contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Other fun things about this year's thing. They also said that for album of the year, the credited lead artist, featured artists, songwriters, producers, engineers, mixers, yada, 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 must play on a total of 20% of an album's playing time. Wow. Seems low, doesn't it? There was previously no minimum level of involvement required in that category. That's okay. So they've added a floor. That's good. I think that's actually kind of nice. Yeah. So, you know, like when we want to get Connor's Hippin' and Hoppin' album nominated for album of the year, Connor has to be on at least 20% of it. He will. Otherwise, can't be. Now, the other 80%, you know, I could feature, you could feature, Spinny could feature, get the gopher on there, you know, whatever we wanted to do. Right. They also removed the requirement that uh, in the best music film category, 51% of the performance-based material... Uh, requirement. So it used to be that the project had to be at least 51% performance-based visuals, I guess, in the best music film. Mm. Now it can be whatever the heck you want it to be. They have changed a ton. Uh, they have. That's what I said. I thought it'd be important to go over. They also renamed Best Regional Mexican Music Album to Best Musica Mexicana Album. And in the one change that I disagree with, they changed Best Improvised Jazz Solo to Best Jazz Solo Performance. I want a whole category for improvised jazz. Come on. That's mostly what the every category of jazz is roughly like that. I mean, yeah, but I mean, come on. Now I could write it all out ahead of time and still be nominated in that category. It's not the same. That's true. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all the changes going into this. My gosh. The other the other thing that people may be interested in knowing. Oh, there's other stuff. Absolutely. I was going to talk about it if you weren't. Oh. But what else you got? I, well, I was going to refer to just what the voting process was. Oh, sure. So this is where it gets really interesting. And here's where I, I've, I've got an idea I want to pitch you. All right. Okay. I want to become a voting member. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is? We need to get the mixtaper, me, talking to the third person, as a voting member for the Grammys. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> oh, I know all about it. I'm about to tell you all about it. By all means, let us know what your ambitions are. So, first off, you might be wondering, psh, you know, you're sitting there watching at home, the, the some album you've never heard of wins some award, and you're like, psh, who even votes for these things? Well, let me tell you. Looking at you, Bonnie Raitt, Song of the Year. <laughs> well, let me tell you. The Grammy Awards are the only peer-voted award in music. All right? Are they? Uh, that's what they state on their website. The only peer-voted award in music. The Grammy Award is the highest honor in all of music. That's because Grammy nominees and winners are determined by voting members who are composed of a pool of vetted and venerable performers, songwriters, producers, engineers, instrumentalists, and other creators currently working in the recording industry. I think that last one qualifies me. I'm working in a recording industry right here. We're recording this. Well... <laughs> yeah, I don't think it necessarily is quite the same. Plus, we list me as a producer on the Hippin' and Hoppin' album. 
boom, instantly qualified. There's a certain threshold you have to meet, right? Of notoriety or... Well, hang on. We're getting there. We're getting in. there. We're getting there. You have to have a body of work. Oh, we're getting there. So how to become a Recording Academy member. Voting membership is for performers, songwriters, producers, engineers, instrumentalists, and other creators currently working in the industry, yada, 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 joining the Academy to be considered for invitation to join. You must, one, get two strong recommendations from music industry peers. The Recording Academy does not accept self-recommendations. So that's the biggest hang-up in my plan. I can't recommend myself, and that's where you come in. No. Oh, you want... I need you to write me recommendation letter to the recording academy i don't think i count they don't care about me any more than they care about you well hang on i've delved a little deeper so a music industry peer is anybody who is either a professional member or works in industry and under professional member here is the requirements to be that Professional membership is for music business people whose full-time primary business activity directly supports music creators such as music execs, e.g. label and label distributors, publishers, promoters, performing rights organizers, creator representatives, agents, managers, lawyers, publicists, industry writers, authors, journalists, and music educators, colleges, university educators, yada, yada, yada. I think you qualify for that. Well, without going into any detail at all. Without going into any detail, I think you qualify for that. It's definitely <laughs> possible. <laughs> I, we can't go into any detail on it, but I think you qualify for that. <laughs> that could be true. So, anyway, I need a letter of recommendation from you, and then you've talked about on the podcast in your college days, you know, getting to hear from famous people that came into college and talked. Sure. So, I need you to hook me up with one of them and get me another recommendation letter, because I need a second one. Needs the leverage, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have to submit all this by midnight on March 1st, so your deadline's coming up. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's not going to work this year. That's not going to work this year. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that might not work in future years. But that's really interesting. Now you know. We're answering all your questions about the Grammys tonight. Yeah, that's how you... So you go through that whole process. They decide if you're if they want you to be a voting member. They say yes. Boom. There you are. Ten votes plus the six categories in the general field available to you so, so all submissions are submitted right within their eligibility year yada 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 but then they go through a 350 expert screening process yeah i believe that now how many voting members are there do you i'm sure you have a number you're about to say according to billboard.com 12,000 of the academy's total 21,000 members are eligible to cast ballots okay if someone doesn't meet the requirements he or she may still apply to become a voting member with an endorsement from at least two current recording academy voting members members yada 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 so you gotta be like within good standing pay your dues stuff like that otherwise they take away your voting rights but you're still a member i do know people who can vote for grammys i I think so there you go see i I mean we're on the road to making this happen yeah but anyway so all the like producing companies and artists and stuff send in their recommendations saying hey i think this should be considered for a grammy and then these 350 experts screen them and make sure yes they meet the requirements and yes they are in the proper field they're not in the, if they weren't nominated in the proper field or they didn't meet the requirements, it's eliminated. They do not make any artistic or technical judgments at this point, just determining eligibility and category placement. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a couple rounds of process. Once all the submissions are in, then the first round ballots are sent out to voting members just to determine the nominations. Yeah, it's like a job interview, but you have to go yeah. in for the second round and the third round, and then finally you make it to the last round. So they vote all that jazz, and the special nominating committee determines the final nominations. 
Then, once all the nominations are finalized, then they do the final voting to determine who's going to win. And then there's the results that are tabulated and presented during the Grammys. And everybody gets presented with a Grammy statuette. They are not given one. They are simply presented with one. They do not own it, is something else I found out. Not the one that they get on the night, no. Not at all, as far as I can tell. No. They have to, it says here, Grammy Award winners sign and agree to the following terms as a condition precedent to receiving a Grammy Award statuette. Okay. So they do receive a statuette, I guess. Let's, what's the... Well, you're right. They just don't get the, it's not theirs. They simply get the right to hold on to it. Really? <laughs> yeah, it says, you acknowledge and agree that possession of the statuette, but not ownership, which is reserved to the Recording Academy, is granted to you upon the express condition that you will not use the statuette other than for your own personal non-commercial purposes wow. so basically they can yank it away from you at any time because they own it they're just giving you the the privilege of uh holding on to it and having possession of it that's wild if you had said that as a factor spin fact i wouldn't have believed it yeah that's cool yeah so that's a bunch of fun information i found out about the grammys yeah you did learn a lot you really went all in this year i did i just i really wanted to learn have you let me ask. I mean, given that you know the eight potential episodes we'll be doing on the Grammy winner. Yep. Have you prepared any surefire facts or spins that you'll use for any of them right now? Of course. I'm always prepared. Well, like, do you have a spin that you'll use no matter who wins? Yes. Really? Oh, that's so fun. I was debating if I was going to answer that question or not, but yes. Oh, that that's awesome. Regardless of the winner, there is one supposedly true fact that will be showing up that is either because it is true about all of them or it is a spin yeah that's fun because that means during the episode when we record it i'll have to be on the alert and try and see if i can figure it out indeed well that's cool but i think that's enough i think i should let connor come back to the microphone and you guys should get talking about your predictions yeah we got a lot to predict and i need to go working on finding more voting members to write me recommendation letters (laughs) yeah good luck until then yeah until when sometimes he says until then and doesn't give us a time to reference i know right well that's because you never know when he's gonna pop back up welcome back connor like right now that was me all along <laughs> <laughs> okay all right get out of here okay yeah sorry about that welcome back connor for real this time yeah it's me wait that's what he always said oh no oh no is it me it's <laughs> is there anything you're particularly excited about to see or hear or watch in the grammys yeah i'm curious to see if this is the year of Barbie or not. I mean, Barbie is nominated for Ugh. so much. Just either because, you know, there's a ton of songs that were in it that got nominated mm-hmm. or it itself got nominated and I think the music one somewhere. Yes. Uh, the Bar- Barbie the album. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see how much Barbie wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be curious to see that too. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm excited to see a couple of familiar faces that are not familiar to the Grammys lately perform. Yeah. One, they just announced today, Joni Mitchell is making her Grammy performance debut at this year's ceremony. And huge announcement. I don't know if you've been following it all. I haven't talked to you about it much, but I think I sent you a link. Billy Joel is releasing a brand new single on February 1st. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turns out he's playing at the Grammys for the first time in 17 years and that's awesome he's a hundred percent gonna play keeping the lights back on got it right you know the new single he's gotta so i'm very excited to see that and to hear the song and just to celebrate heck yeah heck yeah so we got a lot to look forward to but first let's start predicting yes and our, our predictions begin in field 11 with classical music 
We're going to tease y'all. Uh, we're not going to give you the big ones at the beginning. We're going to start at field 11 and work our way up to the general field. Yes. Now, I don't know about you, but I did take a lot of guesses on classical. So I had three different uh, methodologies in the non-general field uh, fields. Okay. What are your three options? Pure guess, just, you know, hey, this one sounds cool, or I like the name of this, or yada, yada, yada. Sure. A brief uh, skimming of the songs, where I'd start the song and then jump to different points and get, like, little five-second snippets oh. of the song, and then pick based off of those five-second snippets. I'd, do, I'd, 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 like, start the song, then jump to 30 seconds in, listen for five seconds, jump to a minute in, listen for five... You know, I was just, like, screening the song. Yeah. And then my third strategy was, hey... This is nominated for a lot, or I know this name, or I know this song, so I'm going to pick it. I recognize this for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Or, this has been nominated four times. Surely it's going to win something. <laughs> yeah. My strategies were about the same. I did not do a ton of listening to things I didn't already know, but I did do a little bit. All the non-album ones, because obviously I wasn't going to sit down and listen to all these albums um, and screen them, but anything that was like a best song or some best recording sort of thing, I went and screened those just so I kind of had an idea of what I was listening to or what I was picking. Yeah. Well, we've got, you know, Field 11 is a, is a biggie. It is. Classical. First up is best orchestral performance. I I see we picked differently right off the bat. I picked. We did right off the bat. Scriabin, Symphony Number no. Two, The Poem of Ecstasy, and you you picked Bartok Concerto for Orchestra, four pieces. Was that a pure guess? Oh, you're starting at eighty-seven. Wild. Well, yeah, I started at the top of the field and worked down. Oh, okay. I thought we were literally gonna go bottom up. And then I think we'll go bottom up for the general field. Okay. But yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a total guess for you? It was a total guess for me. I mean, it was a total guess in the sense that I didn't know any of these. I had it done. But yeah. I was very specific in the one I picked. Okay. Why is that? Because... Oh, no, actually, this one was just a complete guess. This one I did not scream. <laughs> oh. Because Bartok Concerto for Orchestra Four Pieces is, like, a bunch of different broken up tracks on Spotify. So I was like, I'm not screening all those. Yeah, yeah, just like Gershwin's Concerto. But I did screen a couple of the other ones, and I didn't really fall in love with any of them. So I was like, eh. We'll go with Bartok. It's a cool name. So if I hate all the rest, by process of elimination, I must like this one better. I mean, there's four pieces. I mean, yeah. That's funny. I love it. it has the Netherlands Radio Philharmonic Orchestra in it. I mean. Hard to beat. I've liked everything that we've talked about Netherlands-wise so far. That's true, which is, I think, almost nothing. Yeah. But cool. <laughs> I just like, you know, two is a good lucky number. I pick symphony number two. Fair enough. Also, check this out. The, the spreadsheet will automatically update as we get points, and you'll be able to see when there's a tie and who's winning and, and stuff. This is our ranking spreadsheet, uh, by the way. It's an extra tab down there. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go check it out after the Grammys to see who won when it's all filled out, it is available on our website, www.spinapod.com. You know it. Up next, I see we've got a tie. Uh, well, an agreement in Best Opera Recording. We both picked Lord of the Cries. I mean, how can you not pick something titled The Lord of Cries? <laughs> yeah, it reminded me kind of of Lord of the Flies. <laughs> And it sounds very met. Like if I'm listening to an opera, Lord of Cries sounds so intense. Yeah, that was pretty much my logic. Like it's gonna tug at all the heartstrings. Good enough logic for me. Up next, another disagreement: best choral performance. I picked Lux Eterna. I think that sounds like a great choral piece. Over Carols After a Plague. Yeah, Carols After a Plague sounds fine, but Lux Eterna? That's in Latin. That's surely got to be good for choral. I don't know. It was mostly just a guess. I just figure when I think choral, I think 
caroling. So it's carols. And then plague sounds intense. So these will be intense. Intense carols. carols. Fair Unlike enough. the carol I work with, who's an intense carol. No, I'm I don't work with any carols. That was just a joke. <laughs> HR, that's not real. There's no carols. Spin it, HR. Don't come after me. Mm-hmm. Best chamber music or small ensemble performance. I actually did listen to some of these and screen them a little bit. Really? I really enjoyed Between Breaths. And it looks like, I mean, that's the one you picked. Yeah, I did too. You did screen it? Uh-huh, yeah. I was intrigued that it's a percussion mm-hmm. group, Third Coast Percussion. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know how much of it you listen to, but it's like in all the percussions are between them going, ah, 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 ah. A breathing. Yeah, I did listen to some of that. They're, like, they're literally like breathing into the microphones and then there's like percussion in between. And I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> this sounds like it should win an award. Yeah. I originally, before hearing that one and being intrigued by that, was leaning towards Room Full of Teeth. Mainly because of the title, room f- or the band title, room full, room of, full teeth. of teeth. But uh. what's next? Uh, are we on the best classical best instrumental? Classical you know I listen to these. I'm the instrumental guy. I'm sure you did. I picked the American Project. I saw it get nominated for other things, including I think orchestral performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something earlier. I think I maybe picked the American Project in a early in an earlier field as well, or at least I recognized that it was there oh. again. But I just didn't care for it as much. Keo's Cylinders was really cool. I didn't listen to it, so I didn't make a proper guess. But, you know, here we are. It's like a whole... Cylinders is like a whole... It's part of a whole album. But it starts out with a lot of really cool... I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds like somebody like banging on glass cylinders. bowls. Yeah. Bowls. Okay. Know, it's like the uh, like yeah. you turn a glass bowl down and like uh, and they had the, the different pitches. I don't uh, there's an instrument that I'm thinking of. I can't think of its name though. Mm-hmm. But it was a lot of that, so I thought it was pretty cool. That is kind of neat. I'll have to take a listen. Maybe I'll change. I won't change it after the stream, but maybe it'll sway me and maybe I'll regret it. Best classical solo vocal album. I picked 40 at 40. It's got an at in the title. That's pretty cool. Heck yeah. I don't remember why I picked because. I don't know if that was what I listened to or not. I think you just picked it because. Because. Yeah. What about best classical compendium? I picked Passion for Bach and Coltrane. I love Coltrane. And Bach, he's pretty good. Coltrane's pretty great. And yeah, who doesn't like Bach? But I mean, come on, Fandango was in there? Of course I was picking Fandango. I think I picked Fandango I, more than once in here. I think you also picked Fandango earlier in the thing. Because I think we agreed. I picked Fandango in a different field. Yeah. <laughs> I did try and oscillate a lot. I wasn't sure if it would be smart to just pick the same thing over and over in hopes that it's the winner and I just get a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Or if it'd be smart to like scatter my picks around. And, you know, Fandango one time and 40 at 40 another time. And I think it's riskier to spread your picks around. But I think it can earn you more points by being riskier right because like it's like the logic of like playing heads or tails right you can just say heads every time and you're almost guaranteed a 50 percent accuracy rate right yeah whereas if you alt if you change up your guess it's riskier because now you can lower your accuracy rate but you could also raise it as well so true who knows you gotta go for it yeah risk it for the biscuit and that's what bach was doing when he composed all of his works just risking it sure for the biscuit best contemporary classical composition i picked a dace dante yeah. Got to go with Dante. It sounds cool. It's Italian. Inferno. I also almost picked that one. I was I listened to these and I was between that one and So, I this was actually a really hard category for me. And it was the first one cuz I started at the bottom and worked my way up with my predictions as well. 
so I could warm yeah. up. Uh, <laughs> and I hit this first one, and I was already like stumped because I really liked this one. I liked Akio in that space at that time. That's the one that Akio Cylinders comes from. Uh-huh. And I and then the one I ended up picking, Dark with Excessive Bright. Yeah. I am impressed, though. I mean, these are the first eight fields. We've picked the same thing twice. We're more than 20% in step so far, which is going to make for a really interesting situation. I have a feeling. I didn't really look at yours too much. There was one or once or twice that I saw we happened to pick the same thing as I was putting mine in. I picked first, so I didn't look at yours at all. Yeah, but there was a couple times I saw that we, we were in step. But for the most part, I kind of ignored your half of the spreadsheet as I was putting mine in. Mm-hmm. But what I predict is we're actually going to be fairly out of step in these earlier fields, but the closer we get to the general field and the more le- or the less niche the categories become, we will start to align more because we're both going to recognize the artists and the songs more as we get higher up in these fields. It's true. <laughs> That's what I predict happening. That could very well happen. Like we specifically, you'll see it when we get there, audience, but we specifically blacked out our general field ones because those are like the big ones. So we didn't want to be able to see the, each other's at all. I wanted the reveal to happen live. Yeah. So we have no idea what each other picked there. I would not be shocked if we picked the same. Well, actually, I would be shocked if we picked the album of the year the same because there's no chance you went with Miley Cyrus. But whatever. Uh, well, look, it's <laughs> look, we'll get there. It's, we'll that's get a there. Long we'll way get there. Away. That's we, a long way away. We'll get there. We got 10 other fields to get through. Yeah. Well, so let's move on to field 10. Then let's do it. Best engineered album, non-classical. Was there any rhyme or reason to this one? I picked Desire I Want to Turn Into You because, first of all, Caroline Polachek makes some pretty interesting music. I'm actually a little familiar with her, and that's one of the reasons I went for this. Okay. She opened for Dua Lipa when I saw her in concert. That's the first I ever heard of her. Really? Oh. And I was kind of impressed. I listened to her Pang album, and it was okay. But Desire I Want to Turn Into You, I've heard good things. And, I mean, with a title like that, like, I know she's got good engineering. I know production is something that she prioritizes in her music. And so that's why I went to that. Fair enough. I went with... Jaguar 2 because it was in all capitals and it's the second one. It's aggressive. So, you know, if it was good enough to get a sequel, I mean. Hey, true. And Victoria Monet's on that. One of the most nominated this year, you said? Yeah, yeah. Which actually, uh, that's what the mixtaper said. But yeah, I didn't even realize that Victoria Monet is on this. So, Mm -hmm. that's her song. Yeah. That's interesting. That could be cool. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Best engineered album classical. This is where I picked Fandango. And I didn't. <laughs> I know. You're all about it, but not now. Um, And the reasoning was... There was a reason. Oh, because when I listened to Fandango the song in Field 11, I also, while I was in there, listened to some of the rest of the album. And outside of Fandango, I wasn't really feeling it. So I was like, let's go with something else. And so I went with Blue Hour. Okay. It was kind of a guess outside of that. but <laughs> Sure. A lot of these earlier fields kind of are. Producer of the Year Classical? I went with Elaine Martone. I I like a lot of the look of the songs she's produced. Yeah. Some of them sound really cool. Well, and so I went with Dimitri LePay. And she produced Between Breaths. Yeah. Well, I went with Dimitri LePay for similar reasons. I didn't pick it, but you did. A Day Dante or whatever. The And Fandango. Dante, yeah. And some of these other ones that were mm-hmm. popping up in in that i'd already done so i was like yeah i'll go with him yeah rush Manonoff, there's some recognizable things that lepe has yeah. arranged and produced you know this year that's cool best remix recording that's another interesting category remixes are, are sometimes hit or miss for yeah. me and and most of the time i get so used to the original version of a song that the remix is a little dissatisfying but i went for new gold the dom dollar remix because gorillas featuring tame impala is like such a 
combination. <laughs> I I want to hear it. I'm intrigued. I almost went with working hard because the remixer was Mariah Carey. No, no, that's the she's the original artist. The remixer oh, is Terry Hunter. Well, it just the says is in okay. So well, either way, I almost went with it because I saw Mariah Carey and I recognized that. And uh-huh. instead, I went with Alien Love Call because. You know my history with aliens on this podcast. Yeah, you do love to call them. So does Machine Gun Kelly. E.T. and Salmon. (laughs) I see we've got another match here. Best Immersive Audio Album. Seems like we both went for God of War Ragnarok. Well, come on. Come on, how are you not? I haven't even played the game yet, but I Me either. I know how. I I just heard nothing but good things about it. So I've played the other God of War, the 2018 one, and mm-hmm. the soundtrack was just astounding. And so I'm sure they've only upped the ante. I've also heard good things though about um uh, the Diary of Alicia Keys. Yeah. So that girl is on fire. Yeah. So I could see that. And then George Strait was. The producer on Blue Clear Sky? Artist. The artist? You keep doing... I don't know. I don't know what the parentheses the artist means. Of Blue Clear Sky. It says immersive producer, parentheses, George Strait. Parentheses means artist. <laughs> Chuck Ainley was the immersive producer. Oh, I see, I see. I don't know. I didn't look yes. too hard into these. <laughs> That's okay. But I almost... I love George Strait, and Blue Clear Sky did jump out at me, too. I thought about it. We're actually in a bit of a... Holy crap, we're in a bit of a match uh off here <laughs> wow we did match the entire rest of the field didn't we best <laughs> instrumental composition can you hear the music yeah i picked this one for ludwig Gorenson. we talked about him with childish gambino talked about him for community and so many other scores and soundtracks ludwig Gorenson had to make it yeah i i picked it i guess we did talk about it with that too didn't we but i picked him because can you hear the music's in oppenheimer oh really yeah i didn't even remember it yeah that's cool well, let's put it this way let's put it this way when i pulled it up when i was screening these and i pulled it up on spotify the cover art for this one was oppenheimer's po- movie poster which makes me think it's in there that's interesting uh- <laughs> it's also blowing my mind that we both neglected john williams in this category well it's because it's helena's theme from the indiana jones movie that kind of flopped and the theme wasn't even that good that's true but john williams he's a legend oh i agree i agree and i could see him just getting votes because of that especially because like he's retiring or whatever and like indiana jones he was it was one of the last things he was it's like his swan doing. song darn so, near. so like i could see some politics happening there and him winning it but the team wasn't that great it's no indiana jones but it, it is indiana jones what what you say indiana jones is no indiana no, jones i'm saying it's like no indiana jones theme song right indiana jones theme no okay hell no theme's no indiana jones theme gotcha just that was confusing the way you worded it there plus again i really liked the the music really did a lot in oppenheimer i mean i'm i've pitched multiple times and just never put in the legwork to set it up doing like a movie soundtrack like stream where we uh, dissect a movie soundtrack and talk about how the music influences the film Mm -hmm. and oppenheimer would be a good candidate for that if i ever get around to doing it could be because that music does a lot yeah this one interests me i kind of thought we'd pick the same on this one i kind of think this one will win well which is why i predicted it but (laughs) best arrangement instrumental or acapella paint it black we both took wednesday yeah have you seen wednesday I forget. We watched Wednesday together. I thought we did. I thought we did. I thought we did. But how can you not pick that? I just, it was such a memorable moment 
in the show. Mm -hmm. The arrangement was surprising. I wasn't expecting it. It was really good. Mm -hmm. And I remember it. I saw that in there and I was like, oh, this is a good nomination. And so, I mean, that just makes sense to me. Honestly, if I was a nominee or if I was a voter, if I was an Academy voter, this would be one of the fields that I picked to vote in. Mainly just because of these last wow. like what? four or five uh, ones. I don't know really anything about the first half of the category, but from like God of War down, like I'm all in on <laughs> the rest of these. I would come vote for these. Apparently. And then last but not least, best arrangement instrumentals and vocals. We both picked April in Paris. Yeah. I think I know why we both picked that. It's probably because of George Gershwin's American in Paris. And I mean, we've had that on the brain lately. Mine was because I listened to it and it was good. Okay. I didn't listen to it, but... I feel like I put somehow more work into this than you did, surprisingly. That's usually not how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I I put a lot of thought into it. I did listen to a, a, a chunk, but I didn't listen to everything. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I had, but it would have taken forever. It would. I like. I didn't listen to like hardly any of these songs. I just screened them. Right. It was a uh, doop, 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 and all right. Let's go to the next one. I spent more time probably looking up the songs on Spotify because I had to keep typing in the artist names to get some of these to pop up. I couldn't just type in the song name. <laughs> yeah. So I probably spent more time looking the songs up than I did listening to them. Could be. Up next, Field 9, Package, Notes, and Historical. I haven't read any of the album notes. Uh, this is a tough category. I was curious if you would look any of these up. I didn't, but I was like, you're the history buff, so like... I could see you going and like looking these up and seeing if you could find them online to compare them. Yeah, I did use my history buff knowledge, I think, to my advantage, I hope, in this category. But <laughs> for the most part, it's kind of a crapshoot for best recording package. Uh, to be frank, I'm not even 100% sure what all the criteria are in a recording package. What's considered? I wanted to make sure I knew what I was judging off of as well. Actually, this is the one field that didn't tell me what it was for. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like great. on the other fields it's like best music film for concert slash performance films or music documentaries awarded to the artist video director and video producer right it, was, it like told me about like what the what the category was this one just doesn't mm -hmm. so oh well i picked the art of forgetting that sounds like it's got a lot of potential for really interesting album art recording packages just all the things that go with an album yeah sounds like a lot of potential i picked gravity falls because it was a cool show yeah, I don't know if that's related to the show or not. I don't think it is. Probably not. The show ended a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, probably isn't. But that was my, I had no better logic to go off of. So yeah, I had also a tough time picking for best boxed or special edition. Okay. Package. Looks like we agreed. Well, we did pick inside both. Yes, another one we watched together. I thought long and hard. I was like, man. The Collected Works of Neutral Milk Hotel sounds awesome. <laughs> Just the fact, well, I want to know what a Neutral Milk Hotel is. You will. Oh, okay. Absolutely you will. But I was like, is that something that's going to have appeal to the voters? It's, and oh, you I wasn't sure. You're trying to play the voters. I don't know. Here. I guess. That historically doesn't go well for you. I know. But also, a Neutral Milk Hotel doesn't have a lot of works to collect. They weren't around very long. Hmm. But I, I looked at Inside and I was like, you know, Inside was mega popular. I mean, Inside was insane. It was so popular it even got like a out in like what was it called like inside out or whatever it was like the behind the scene outtakes that were cut or like how we put the songs together like it it's yeah and then it has this the box set like it's insane how popular inside was mm -hmm. i think bo burnham's a really captivating entertainer i think inside strikes a good balance between being absolutely hilarious and completely devastating yeah and i just think I just think it's a really respectable piece of art. And so 
since it's the only place I saw it nominated for anything, I figured it should take home a Grammy. Yep, that's exactly why I uh, went for it as well. There you go. Best album notes, another agreement. We are crushing. You thought we were going to be so spread out in the early rounds. Yeah, I thought we would. <laughs> we are so in sync. Best album notes, I went for Written in Their Soul with the Stack Singers and Demos. And of course, so did you. <laughs> I don't know why I went with that one. I just, I guess I like the, the name Written in Their Soul. Written in Their Soul is great. It's soul music. We talked a lot about Stax records in our Otis Redding episode. I think if you're talking album notes and you're talking like, I mean, I've, I also picked this one for best historical album up next too. Oh. If you're talking album notes and you're talking history, Stax is one of the biggest names in the soul music game. It's like they're the soul label in the same way that, you know, Motown was for Motown mm-hmm. music. They had a genre named after them. Stax is that to soul music. And I think there's a lot of interesting history there. I think a lot of demos could be really, sure. really intriguing listens. So that's why I picked that for these two categories. I picked Fragments, Time Out of Mind Sessions, uh... The Bootleg Series, Volume 17. Then because I saw Bob Dylan's name in the in, in there. Yeah, yes, in parentheses. So we don't know what he did. Yeah, don't know what he did. He was the artist. But his name was in parentheses. So. <laughs> He's the artist. That's a Bob Dylan uh, yeah. record, which is a good bet, too. Yep, but that's that field. Yes, it is. Now for the big smush. The Great yes. Smush in Field 8. <laughs> Starting off with Best Children's Music Album. I wonder what your logic was here. Children's Comedy audiobooks, <laughs> visual media, and music video all in one. Best children's music album. For, for the record, this one is for albums containing greater than 75% playing time of new music or spoken word recordings that are created and intended specifically for children. Which, again, made me laugh because that means, like, if it was uh, for, for easy math, a four-track album. Three of the songs need to be specifically intended for children, but then you could make the other one the most horrifically adult thing ever and still get it nominated for this. Yeah, I was thinking the album that's like kid songs, Row, 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 Your Boat, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, the Alphabet Song, and then like Crazy Train. Yeah. (laughs) Really awesome. Well, for this one... I was really tempted to go with something absurd, like Taste the Sky by Uncle Jumbo. Oh, that's what I went with. Yeah, it sounds like a really weird time. But in the end, I went for, ah, because, ah, (laughs) look at all those H's. I liked Uncle Jumbo. I thought that was funny. I also liked DJ Willie Wow. Mm -hmm. I thought about Hip Hop for Kids. Yeah. Hip Hop for Kids is probably really interesting album if only i were a kid so i could listen to this taste the sky kind of got me wondering what does the sky taste like breathe dude that's what the sky tastes like you, you taste it all the time yeah i don't know but wouldn't it be cool to be able to like go up and like stick your head in a cloud and then breathe in fog <laughs> yes i don't know i don't know sure comedy album is up next best comedy album and i this was a rough one i uh, i was it was hard it this was hard. one this one was a hard category it looks like we split we did i went for chris rock selective outrage here's the thing i think selective outrage is great i i actually knew both uh selective outrage and what's in a name mm-hmm. and those were the two i was torn between i mean maybe one of these other ones will win but those were the two i knew so those were the two the only two i really considered sure but dave Chappelle has won this category like three or four times so like he seems to know what's up so you know i went with yeah i went with the numbers that way going you know he seems to know how to win this so (laughs) he's got the inside scoop i went with chris rock i was kind of tempted for sarah silverman too but i thought you know chris rock he reminds me of marty the zebra in madagascar (laughs) i mean fair enough yeah he's funny and i don't see his name come up in controversial ways as much as dave Chappelle. circus yeah wouldn't it be funny though if trevor noah wins this and has to like stop hosting to make an acceptance speech and then go back and host although is this televised this one's probably not televised 
Probably not. Either way, it'd be interesting. Although maybe they would in order to get some comedians to the to, to come or something like to be in the audience. to come to the Grammys. Yeah, that always works so well <laughs> when comedians are at award things. I'm thinking yeah. of a slap. I'm thinking <laughs> of bombed Barbie jokes. I think comedians should maybe consider. Listen, they've got one hosting, so. Well, yeah, that's true. So they've got enough. <laughs> what do you think about best audiobook, narration, and storytelling recording? I see you went with Michelle Obama. That was probably a safe bet. I think a lot of people are going to vote for Michelle Obama. This is me playing to what I think the Academy will vote for. I agree. I went with Big Tree by Meryl Streep. That's a good pick, too. Yeah. I also, you know, I could have seen Rick Rubin getting a nod here. Uh-huh. I, I was looking at that one. But the only two I'd heard of, really, like other like the, the title of the book, right? Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I've heard of all of these people. Um, <laughs> right. Well, the only two I'd heard of was It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism and The Light We Carry. So I also almost went with that. But I was like, no, I'll pick something else. Yeah. Big problem with the next category, though. Well, just a second, though. I do think it's very interesting and funny to me that Senator Bernie Sanders is nominated for this Grammy and that Senator's, like, in his title. When do you suppose, like, has a sitting senator ever won a Grammy before? I don't know. Because I doubt it. That'd be cool. Has a sitting senator ever been nominated for a Grammy, or is this history? (laughs) Beats me, buddy. I'm Googling it really quickly. Oh, okay. Oh, as a matter of fact, Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama have all won Best Spoken Word Album Grammys. Yeah, but like while they were senators? No, but four former U.S. senators also have a Grammy. I don't know if they were sitting or not. Either way, that cool thing that I thought was going to be really neat and unique, turns out it's happened at least six other times. (laughs) So, never mind. But you said you had a lot of trouble with Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Barbie. Right? I mean, half of Barbie's album is nominated for other categories. I mean, it's, yes, and I see it. that's what you went with. That's probably the safe bet. Yeah. But I one, I always enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks. They do a great job of picking what songs they're going to put in those. They do. And I really enjoyed, we watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story together. We did. I really enjoyed that. So I picked it just out of spite because I picked Barbie so many other times. I was like, I want to give a nod to Weird because that was great. I really enjoyed Weird. Yeah, it was an interesting one. I know Black Panther also is known for its soundtracks. I could see a lot of these winning. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever wasn't as good soundtrack-wise as the original, in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Probably not. Kendrick did the original, parts of it. I could also see Aurora having a lot of pull. I don't know exactly how Big Daisy Jones and the Six got the series, but, I mean, I heard a lot about it. I haven't watched it. I haven't either, but I read the book. Mm, I didn't even do that. And that's not visual media. Well, I guess it is visual media, but in a very different way. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Actually, I listened to the audiobook, so no, it wasn't visual media. <laughs> but we're in sync once again on best score soundtrack for visual media. Well, yeah, because freaking Ludwig Oppenheimer. Ludwig rocks. Oppenheimer was great. You once again ignored Barbie, and we both once again ignored John Williams, but I think we're in agreement. Yeah. I just don't think... I think Indiana Jones jumped the shark. Because it says... It, well, it's because, right, this category is the award to composers for an original score created specifically for or as a companion to a current legitimate motion picture, television show, or series, or other visual media. And I just felt like, like sure, Barbie like has all these hit songs by hit artists... And stuff, but like it's just not the same as like Oppenheimer that had this whole score written for it, right? I just didn't feel like I could give it to Barbie. It's yeah, I don't know, it's different, and I guess we'll see how everyone voted. I also just now realized Ludwig did Black Panther Wakanda Forever as well. 
<laughs> yes. I did not realize that. And Yes, he's nominated for two Grammys in this category. He's got uh, yeah. such a good shot at winning. John, so is John Williams. I mean, he did the Fablemans as well. But Yeah. I mean, I just really enjoy I think Oppenheimer and Barbie were two of the biggest movies this, of this year, and they came out the same weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I just feel like those two are going to pull a lot of votes over some mm-hmm. of these others. Yeah. Another tie, best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media. It seems like we both went for God of War Ragnarok again yeah. for probably exactly the same reasons as before. Yeah. Who picked Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? I have no idea. I haven't played the game. How on earth can Call of Duty <laughs> Modern Warfare 2 have a soundtrack on par with any of these others? I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess we'll see who wins. We did tie on this one as well, and I did not want to pick it because I... I can't... I'm surprised you picked this. Yeah, this is best song written for visual media. We've both picked... I'm just Ken. Audience, people listening at home, whatever. James despises I'm just Ken. I don't despise I'm just Ken. I think I'm just... He did not like that song. He trashed it. I think I'm just Ken got overhyped. I think a lot of people talked it way up before I saw the Barbie movie. I expected a lot more from it. Well, well, that's what you get for getting all the spoilers ahead of time and listening to people talk it up. That's not my choice. It was everywhere. Barbenheimer, it was inescapable. I decided to pick I'm Just Ken for this category because I just think people will vote for it. I also, though, if I were just picking, like, regardless of votes... I would maybe give it to What Was I Made For. That song yeah. is just emotional daggers. It sure is. It's, it's, if you want to talk about best written, written incredibly well. But also, so much of that song's charm is in the performance and not the writing. Mm-hmm. I'm just Ken. I mean, it's it's a huge part of that movie. It's very well written, in my opinion. And that's why I picked it. Even if you didn't like the portrayal of it in the movie, like the lyrics and the way that they wrap it into the story is very well done. Yeah. But there, you got to, you know, one, two, three, four, five. You got a 80% chance that something from Barbie is winning this category. <laughs> it's wild. Visual media was Barbie and Oppenheimer this year. Yeah. The only song in this category that's not from Barbie is Lift Me Up from Wakanda Forever. <laughs> yeah. Best music video is up next. Another discrepancy for us. Yeah. You went What Was I Made For, where Billie Eilish gets rained on with doll clothes. Heck yeah. I watched that music video, not for this category, but uh, up a little ways for future categories. It was interesting. I liked it. I voted for Count Me Out. I think Kendrick needs a little love. I'm giving Kendrick a a nod with this one. That's it. Uh, You know, he's there. I saw the Beatles were on here, which confused me. Yeah. Doesn't it confuse you? I know. Did they put out like a new music video for that song in in our time frame? They must have. But the Beatles put out their last ever single post. Yeah. I think the window for this Grammys next year we'll probably see the Beatles nominated again. Yeah, post. Yeah, yeah. Next year you'll probably see that. Yeah, I, I'm aware of that. But I was like, apparently, I, know. I was like, for a music video, I was like, did somebody out here putting out new, dropping new Beatles music videos? Like, what's going on? Yeah, and that, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't vote for it for this just because. That just doesn't feel... I don't know. I'm a big Beatles fan. I don't know. It doesn't feel super like the Beatles winning a Grammy. It's not re- It's not them, right? It's somebody else making it for them. Their music video. Yeah. So it wasn't an instant, the Beatles, I'm clicking win for me. Yeah. And we tied up again on best music film. 
Have you seen any of these music films? No, but David Bowie was... David Bowie, right? Freak out in a Moon Age Daydream. <laughs> I was like, how can I not go David Bowie? <laughs> we both picked Moon Age Daydream. Unlike you on the last one, for me, seeing David Bowie was an instant click. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. <laughs> it was boom. That's fair. It's it's also like a documentary of his life, right? Or I have no idea. Something similar. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I was very tempted to go from the Big Steppers tour huh? for more Kendrick love. Or Little Richard. There's so many good options here. Tupac, but David Bowie. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like his would be eclectic and and just really different. So that's field eight. Mm -hmm. Field seven. Hope you brought your Spanish-speaking pantalones. <laughs> yes, I have my Spanish-speaking. I was going to come up with something really ridiculous that wasn't pants, but... Hat would have been funny. Oh. Yes, I brought my Spanish-speaking hat. It's not as funny now. Oh. <laughs> Good. Latin, global, reggae, and new age ambient or chant. Another rather smushed category. Which, again, all of these categories require that the playing time be 75%, you know, Latin or musica urbana or Latin rock, depending on, you know, as we go through these. But it, it, all the, the criteria are always 75%. So, you know, we could go get something from Ah, the children's. <laughs> a woman put it in here and it would still be fine <laughs> yeah i don't know about that but sure first up is best latin pop album yeah went for la neta that sounds cool sounds neat sounds neta <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's an anagram for neat as a matter of fact <laughs> you didn't you went for beautiful humans no i went with beautiful humans volume one i was intrigued by the fact that it was the first volume i want to know if there's more volumes and well not yet it's just the first humans are beautiful humans are beautiful in yeah. fact it's only there's two volume one albums in this category yeah gabby moreno's is a volume one as well what are the odds mm. yeah up next is the best musica urbana album there's only three nominees in this category which is interesting and we didn't match yeah, I picked Manana Será Bonito. Tomorrow will be beautiful. I, you picked Saturno. I guess is probably Saturn. Yeah, I really like Saturn. You just like Saturn? Yeah. Well, if you like it, then you should put a ring on it. Maybe I will. I think it's already got one. It's cheating on me? I don't know if it's cheating on you if you never started dating. I don't know. <laughs> Best Latin rock or alternative album? De Todas Las Flores for me. For me as well. And for you. Another match. This is fun. It's like a little match game. Yeah. We get to find one where we were in sync. We get to take it off the board every time we find a match. Uh. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's not going to count. Yeah. Either we're both getting that point or no one is. Although I suspect a lot of us... We'll just be no points. I suspect on a lot of categories, both of us will get no points. But we'll see. What about best Musica Mexicana album, including Tejano? I picked Mother Flower, because what a cool compound word. This was this was one of the ones that the mixtape told us was renamed. Yeah. What did you pick? I went with... Well, you can see. What, what did I go with? <laughs> the listening audience can't see. Yeah, well. You're just going to make me yeah, say I'm it because you, you can't it. pronounce things? Yep. <laughs> you went with Amor Como and Las Películas de Antes. Love like in movies of before. You know why I went with this one? Because you like movies? I had a really very logical reason for why I went with this one. Super logical. It's the longest title? No. De Antes reminded me of Dante, a, the AIDS Dante, one from like the very first category. Oh, from so, way before? Yeah, yeah. so I just like... because the word looks similar? Yeah, that, yeah. so I just picked it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Sure, fine. Why not? Best tropical Latin album or tropical? I went for Vida. Short, sweet, to the point. You did not. Nietzsche Sinfonico. You put the accent on the wrong. There's literally uh, an accent above that up. Whoops. That's okay. Well, then you say it. Nietzsche Sinfonico. Sinfonico. Yeah, that's what the little accent is, where you put the stress. 
Global music performance, we're in line again for no reason whatsoever. Best global music performance, we've picked Shadow Forces. Did I, did I listen to these? No, I didn't listen to these. So yeah, just we're in agreement. I mean, Shadow Forces, they're cool. It's a pretty sweet name. Like Ninjas, reminds me of Ninjas. Yeah, right, I know. It's cool. Best African music performance, I picked Rush. I picked Water. Water Rushes. Well, just, well I just know that they blessed the rains down in Africa, so. Touche. Yeah, that's true. Figured the water would have at least some of that blessing. It rains into the water. Yeah. What about best global music album? Uh, Went with I Told Them. Oh, me too. Why did we tie so much? <laughs> I don't know why we tied so much. It's going to be a really weird Grammys. <laughs> Especially what if they all win? What if everything we tied on is like the winner? That'd be nuts. I can't believe it. Or we're just going to have a bunch of zeros at the end. Be like, yep, no, it's a tie with zero points in this field. <laughs> it's going to be sad. But no, look, we're voting on every single Grammy. Not even everyone that votes on the Grammys can vote for every single Grammy. So, it's true. you know, that's big. It makes sense if we're right less of the time. Yeah, honestly, if we get 10 right plus the general field, then we did as we well did as... probably better than almost anyone who voted in the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Best reggae album, I went with Colors of Royal, because that's a cool series of colors. Purple, gold, you know what I mean? Colors of Royal are sick. I went with No Destroyer, because it was by Burning Spear. I thought that was a cool name. Burning Spear is a pretty cool artist name. Yeah. What about New Age Ambient or Chant album? I went with Aquamarine. Uh, Obviously, the winner here is going to be Ocean Dreaming Ocean. Ocean Dreaming Ocean sounds like chicken fried chicken. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just imagining it's like the Atlantic dreaming about the Pacific. Oh, yeah. And the one time that they get to meet. Yeah. Cute. I can see it. I just think Aquamarine is a really interesting ambient album title. I'd listen to an ambient album called Aquamarine. Feels oceany as well, actually. The main reason I picked this one actually was because I saw Hans Christensen on there in the parentheses, and that was a name I recognized for some reason. Don't know why. Is it? Or did it just remind you of Hans Christian Andersen? Oh, it could have been. I just I saw that Either one. Way. I went, hey, that sounds familiar. Pick that. Word association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? I think we're getting closer. We're either a field or two away from where i think actual guesses are gonna start playing into these (laughs) i made actual guesses in field six uh field six is gospel and contemporary christian music Mm -hmm. i took some solid guesses here best gospel performance or song i went with all things kirk franklin Mm -hmm. is a powerhouse in the gospel music world and i mean he's probably past his arguable prime Mm. he's just been making music for a long long time but still that name carries a lot of weight so sure i'm giving him best gospel performance or song i went with god is good for two reasons one had the most Mm -hmm. people listed under it it does have the most writers yeah a lot of people worked on it and secondly i almost went with god is but i was like no 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 let's get more specific god is good (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's true you know what Fair. <laughs> Best contemporary Christian music performance or song, which is interesting because it's very different than gospel performance. I went with Believe. You went with Believe. Mainly because it reminded me of the Polar Express song by the same name. If you just believe. Believe. <laughs> I went for Thank God I Do. Lauren Daigle's a big name. Okay. Jason Ingram's a big name. Put them together. What do you got? Maybe a Grammy. Dude, why do I recognize the name Jason Ingram? Because he's a prolific writer. Fair enough. I was torn. I like Lecrae a lot. I, I thought about going for your power. I thought about going for, for King and Country. I didn't. Lauren Daigle's probably going to win at least one Grammy. So I picked her a couple different times when she showed up just to hedge my bets a little bit. Fair enough. Best gospel album. I went for The Maverick Way by Maverick City Music. And I went with My Truth. You did. Live Your Truth. Yeah. Best contemporary Christian music album. 
I also see, once again, went with Lauren Daigle, but I do know and have ranked and scored Church Close 4. So I was tempted to put that one. I with I Believe. Yes. <laughs> I Believe. Phil, welcome. Good choice. Just because, well, it reminded me of the... Of Polar Express. No. <laughs> but kind of. <laughs> like Believe? Let's get more specific. But no, it reminded me of the song of the same name from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a very funny song. Yeah. I, just, I stayed away from Lecrae because I don't know if voters in this category are going to lean too heavily towards hip-hop best roots gospel album i went for tribute to the king that sounds that sounds like a roots gospel album doesn't it songs that pulled me through the tough times for me because it sounded like it would have a lot of good like ballads it does sound like that i thought that title was maybe a little clunky but not that that has any impact on the album at all and it is a cool concept Mm -hmm. i just didn't go for it that's that category that's a short one yeah now we get into i think one of the longest categories had a lot yeah field five field five had a lot is huge in the country (laughs) yeah country's gonna be big let's see oh we got a match right up at the beginning best country solo performance we've agreed i mean it's gotta be fast car right luke combs fast car i don't listen to like i don't know how i know this song how do i know fast car you know fast car because unwell covered it oh yeah that is how i know that yeah we talked about unwell on our singles episode 15 i was so confused why when this song started i recognized it i was like there's no way i've heard this song why would i have ever heard this yeah because i've heard a cover i was confused about it when it first came out too but luke combs he's been huge his cover of fast car has been huge tracy chapman sure. is out here winning cma awards she's the original artist and i almost went with dolly parton though just because dolly parton yeah but dolly parton's doing her rock star album yeah i don't know but the last thing on my mind is a country song it's also tough to look over stapleton yeah but i listen i listened to these and white horse didn't do it for me i was expecting it to be a go-to pick as well but white horses didn't do it for me oh you know fair enough best country duo or group performance it's a tough one but i went with save me jelly roll and laney wilson because laney wilson i mean we just discovered all about her on our episode yeah and, and jelly roll is an awesome name jelly roll is it right now is it he's everywhere he's huge he's- i was torn between that one and I remember everything with our alien-believing uh, queen, Casey Musgraves. Yeah, that's true. And I ended up going with that one simply because... Honestly, by the end, this might have been one that I saw you went with Save Me. And I was like, mm, I'll go with something else. I might have been swayed by seeing your pick on this one, if I'm being honest. Oh. I know that happened once or twice where I happened to, as I was like going to look at what the field name was because your picks are right next to what the, the category name is, where like I saw what yours was when I was looking at it. Uh, I did my best to like ignore it, but every once in a while, it snuck through. Yeah, sometimes you took a little peek. I see how it is. Tried not to. I think Casey Musgraves has fallen out of the good graces of a lot of country music voters. Really? Her music has edged a little more pop. And she's caught a lot of flack for that. I mean, what freaking country artist doesn't do that eventually? Most modern country leans more pop. I know. We'll see. But anyway. I'm telling you, I really think it's Jelly Roll and Lainey Wilson. I really like that one. Lainey Wilson's the Entertainer of the Year. Jelly Roll is up for the Best New Artist Grammy. Yeah. Hey. It's it's highly likely. I like that song. I just didn't pick it. Mm-hmm. What about Best Country Song? I went for Last Night. Morgan Wallen. I went Buried. Buried. Okay. Morgan Wallen is probably one of the biggest names in country music Uh but he doesn't get a lot of 
Academy recognition. I think my sister went and saw him. Mm-hmm. I know people that did too. And I think he could win the Grammy because it's not country music people exclusively necessarily voting for him. I liked how, I mean, Buried is a ballad first off. Uh-huh. And I really like the chorus on Buried. But you didn't go for Casey Musgraves here, interestingly. No. You went for, for best country group performance, but not best song. Well, because I, th- I think Buried is a better song, but I thought that I Remember Everything was the best duo performance. Mm-hmm. So it's different, right? That's where the, the criteria for the category caused me to shift, just because I thought it was the best duo performance doesn't mean I thought it was the best song. Right. I get that. I see that we've matched again on best country album. I was tempted to go somewhere else for this. Well, I mean, come on, Bell Bottom Country, Lainey Wilson. We did both go for Bell Bottom Country. Hey, she's cooking with grease. What are you going to do? BBSP says it's going to win. Yeah. Although I was really tempted. Rolling Up the Welcome Mat is also a very, very strong record. Is it? It's really good. Actually, someone you know recommended it to me. Uh, The only name I recognized was Lainey Wilson, really. Really? Brothers Osborne? They're big. Uh, I I recognize the name, but I couldn't name any of their songs. Zach Bryan is huge. Eh. Zach Bryan is the something in the orange guy. What? That's not the album that it's on. (laughs) You don't know something in the orange? Okay. No idea. All right. We'll we'll get there. Uh, Best American Roots performance. I'll greet again. We've also matched up. Is it just because you knew John Batiste? We both picked Butterfly. It's because I knew John Batiste and Butterfly itself is on. Isn't that on the album that he's nominated for up in like album of the year or whatever? It's from World Music Radio. Yeah. So I was like, that one got to be a good. uh, I also, again, I I, I screen these songs and I liked Butterfly. I liked the concept of it. Yeah. Did you? I guess we'll get there when we get there. We'll get there in case of. I like Butterfly a lot too. This month is actually the month I'm ranking Butterfly, January, and and World Music Radio. I've just given it a score today. Oh, wow. So that's cool. When we get to the category, maybe I'll... Oh, I don't want to... No, I'll save it for the episode. You don't want to do that in case it wins. <laughs> I'll save it for the episode, but yeah. yeah. Best Americana performance. You really went hard on The Returner here. You've picked it three times in a row. Oh, I did, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, moving forward, yeah. Uh, this is one of those examples of playing it safe that I figured if it was nominated that many times, it's bound to win one of them. Okay. And instead of trying to guess which one it would win, I just picked it in all three. Yeah, that's fair. You picked it for Best Americana Performance, Best American Roots Song, and Best Americana Album. Yeah. Interesting. I picked for Best Americana Performance, Help Me Make It Through the Night. Tyler Childers, again, really big right now. Best American Roots Song, Cast Iron Skillet. Come on. Jason Isbell is huge in his own right. Just a legendary songwriter. And anything that he puts out, I'm sure, is going to be gold. Which is why I picked Weather Veins for mm. Best Americana Album. I went in on Jason Isbell for this while you went for The Returner. Fair enough. Best Bluegrass Album. What do you think? I mean, you can't get more bluegrass than bluegrass. So I went with Bluegrass by Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. He shocked us by winning Grammys last year. Yeah. Can he do it again? Won't be a shock for me. I think it's possible. I didn't go for that. I went for me and dad, Billy Strings. It's a name I've heard a lot. I think he's got a decent shot at this. Best traditional blues album. <laughs> Another matchup. Life Don't Miss Nobody. It's a good song. Well, yeah, it's, it's the whole album, album so you gotta right, consider. Sorry, I guess I don't know why I picked that one. Why not? It sounds the most blues out of all of these. It does. Oh, I know why. Because I thought the other ones all have stupid names. I mean, Raiden, Soul Side of Sip with two p's well his name is mr sip teardrops for magic slim live i don't like live albums we've determined that and um all my love for you is okay i don't know but yeah yeah okay fair enough best contemporary blues album this is here and now i picked live in london i think live blues could be really compelling as we just saw on our episode that came out 
recently, B.B. King. He put out one of the best albums ever, and it's a live blues album. True. I went with Death Wish Blues. That sounds pretty blue. It does sound. How blue can you get? That's pretty low. Plus, it's by Samantha Fish. Fish live in the blue. It's true. You're right. Fish live in the ocean, dreaming ocean. Yeah. It's all coming together. It is, yeah. You had a whole master plan. Best regional or roots music album. I picked Made in New Orleans. I picked New Beginnings. A brass band from New Orleans. Sounds pretty good. You went with New Beginnings. You did. Buckwheat Zadeko Jr. No real reason. For Oh, no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Sure. You don't have to have a reason. You just have to be right. Yeah. That's the name of the game. Field four. We're back to another shorter field. Although it's another field that is really, really, really tough for me to judge. Mm -hmm. It's jazz, traditional, pop, contemporary instrumental, and musical theater. Mm -hmm. Best jazz performance. What do you got? John Batiste. Another match. Yeah, Movement 18. (laughs) Heroes. It was a good song. I do like Movement 18 a lot. I don't know if it's going to win this Grammy, but it's really interesting. I like the way that he makes the piano follow the voice, the vocals around. Anyway, again, you'll hear it in the episode uh, if he wins. Yeah, and again, that was me kind of hedging my bet a little bit. One, the song was pretty good, but two, I mean, John Batiste, nominated for a lot. Mm-hmm, that's true. He could be our first two-time episode, and both of them will have been Grammy specials. Be nuts. That'd be wild. Best jazz vocal album, I picked Melusine. I picked How Love Begins. That does sound pretty good. For Ella, too. With, you know, Patty Austin and Gordon Goodwin's Big Fat with a PH band. That is also sounding good, but... Yeah, I love a good PH fat. Yeah, but I just figured that one sounds like a good vocal album for me. Maybe it's just the foreign language that its title is in. French? I don't know. Either way, I want to hear it sung. Best Jazz Instrumental Album, I picked Dreambox. I picked The Winds of Change. That's a pretty fun sounding pick. Actually, I like the titles of both of those. The Winds of Change come out of the dream box. Maybe they do. Best Large Jazz Ensemble Album. I picked Basie Swings the Blues because I love Basie. Yeah, I almost picked that one. I went with Dynamic Maximum Tension. Interesting. So tense. So dynamic. So maximum. Yeah, can't get more maximum or tense or dynamic than that. I don't know. I just think the Count Basie Orchestra's got a reputation here. Yeah, no. And a Grammy for them wouldn't surprise me. I totally could see it. Best Latin jazz album. I went with Quietude. What a cool portmanteau. I went with My Heart Speaks. And so it does. Does your heart tell you that My Heart Speaks is going to win a Grammy? Uh, Actually, my heart told me it would be Vox Humana but I didn't listen to it. Oh, my heart speaks, and I ignore it. (laughs) My heart speaks, but my brain doesn't listen. Yes, that's the sequel album. That's what'll come next. Best alternative jazz album. I went with the Omnicord Real Book. What a cool name. Sounds neat. Quality over opinion, or as I put it in here, opinion. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> spell it correctly, but that's okay. Honestly, I think that's been my first typo, so I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. And I had a typo on Butterfly, so I can't even blame you. I like the name Quality Over Opinion. It is a cool name. We got another match. We've tied again on Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album with Only the Strong Survive. Yeah, went with Bruce Springsteen here. Almost went with Pentatonix, just for the lulls. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Springsteen. Yep, 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 exactly. Come on. He's the boss. I think he could win it. Best Contemporary Instrumental Album. I went with All One. On Becoming by House of Waters. Why? Because I picked something water. I picked water earlier, so. 
You're going all Florence and the Machine. All your picks are water-related. Water-themed. <laughs> Wild. Best musical theater album. Gosh, I didn't know what to pick here. I had a tough time as well. I see you went with Shucked. It's a great name. I went with Shucked. Shucked is it's a great name. It sounds cool. It sounds like it's about corn. <laughs> sure Jay does. McAnally and Brandy Clark are on it. That's pretty great. I went with the more something that probably is more of a well-known one. I went with Sweeney Todd, the demon of demon barber of fleet street yeah and that's why i didn't pick it because i did know it and i was like it's okay you know but in terms of all the musical soundtracks i've ever heard i, I like sweeney todd i do too don't get me wrong but in terms of all the musical soundtracks i've ever heard it kind of is in like the b tier yeah i just i didn't know any of the other ones unfortunately so i had to go with what i knew well i mean to be fair me either also and hope other people did too plus it had josh groban in it so people like josh groban yeah i've just i've heard a lot of people talking about shucked fair enough i've seen it mentioned or referenced out there so i went for it now we're all the way up in field three already where things are gonna get t- this is about where i thought we'd start agreeing on stuff more already as if it we've i think we've been agreeing plenty i know i can't believe how much we've agreed right. but this is where i thought we would start agreeing i do expect to see some more agreements and it looks like just at a first glance we definitely do yeah just right off the definitely do up first best r&b performance we both picked kill bill scissors big scissors big scissors huge right now i think mm-hmm. i mean she's got nominated for nine of these uh-huh the most out of anyone this year yeah I think she's going to walk home with at least four, three, four. I don't know. Probably. We'll see. But you don't think they're walking away with the next one, Best Traditional R&B Performance. No, Best Traditional R&B Performance I gave to Victoria Monet. You gave it to Victoria Monet. (laughs) But it features Earth, Wind, and Fire and the two-year-old Hazel Monet. (gasps) Oh, you think the two-year-old's going to win? Yeah, totally. What if this is a record-breaking Grammy? Oh, that's awesome. I wish I'd picked that one now. If I'd realized that a two-year-old was on it now you picked love language instead you went for scissor a second time uh, yeah i went for scissor again have you listened to any of sos like even these songs yet i listened to love language and kill bill i'm really curious then okay i guess we'll see if we end up doing that as our episode could be fun what about best r&b song i went back to scissor and took snooze i didn't in this one i went i see you i got off the scissor there you did i almost thought about on my mama i listened to that that song goes really hard and could totally win honestly any category it's nominated for so to be honest i picked i see you because i thought at this point like there's no way scissor like sweeps all of theirs that they like there's no way they get nine for nine no and same thing with victoria monet there's no way they get seven for seven so i thought this is a good time for voters who are getting a little grammy fatigued of seeing scissor and victoria monet to pick somebody else so i really narrowed it down to uh the tracks that they weren't on and picked my favorite out of those well to be honest yeah it would be impossible for both of them to go full everything because they've been cross nominated for so many things well you're right you're correct but including best progressive r&b album i feel like grammy fatigue is a thing right I, I, I like i know if i was a voter i'd hate voting like eight out of my ten votes for the same person over and over right yeah maybe i'd be like all right they've already won like all these other bigger ones let me throw this smaller one at somebody else who wasn't who's only nominated for this category you know but had a good song too yeah so best progressive r&b album is a hard category because i went back to scissor we've both picked different <laughs> ones and we've both picked albums that are nominated for album of the year I went with Janelle Monet and the Age of Pleasure. I went, yeah, I went back to SZA with SOS. I think SOS 
has a lot of really good stuff going for it. However, I think I think the Age of Pleasure more completely embodies what I would expect from a progressive R&B album. Mm-hmm. It was a tough call. I also think SOS has a better shot at album of the year than the Age of Pleasure. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Just to show my hand a little bit. So I went for the Age of Pleasure here in Field 3. Fair enough. But it could go either way, I guess. Best R&B album, though. We are once again in agreement, and we are once again... Yeah. At Jaguar 2 in all capitals. Yep. Back to Victoria Monet. I picked Jaguar 2 earlier. Picked it here. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Jaguar 2. Just based off the name. Haven't listened to it. No, the second Jaguar. Best rap performance. I went for Rich Flex, Drake, and 21 Savage. See, this is where I gave Kendrick some love. I gave Kendrick Lamar uh, the Hillbillies here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I listened to my first Drake album recently, and it really surprised me. Fair enough. And so I haven't listened to this recent stuff as much yet, but I'm willing to put a little bet on it. Sure. Sure. Best melodic rap performance. We are once again in agreement, and it is once again SZA. SZA. <laughs> no surprise. Look how many times we've similarly picked SZA. That's wild. But you see, this is why I said that I thought we'd start agreeing more in this category, because like, who's not picking SZA and Monet for most of these, except for the one time I didn't? They're much safer picks yeah. than some of the others you could make. I was shocked at how much in our, just our guesses we picked the same thing. Yeah. Best rap song. Who's up next? Yeah. Best rap song. We've matched one more time. And we're in agreement. Barbie's back. Barbie world. <laughs> I mean, Ice Spice has been like blown up recently. Even they've gotten it on my yep. radar and I'm not a rap person like at all. Nicki Minaj is on this. Mm-hmm. It was in the Barbie movie. Yeah. I mean, it's got everything working for it that a lot of other songs in this category don't. Part of me wanted to pick scientists and engineers simply based off the name, but... Yeah, no, but I guess we'll have to just vote and cheer collectively for Barbie World. Yeah. Best rap album, we've also agreed again. We both went Travis Scott. Weird that we both went Travis Scott, because I really wasn't sure about this. Well, so to me, it was... I'm not a big fan of Drake. Didn't know who Killer Mike was. Didn't know who Metro Boom was. Wasn't sure if Nas was Little Nas X or not. No, it's or not. If they were no, two no. separate people. I figured they were separate people. Yeah, definitely very separate. And so the only one I really knew and have at least heard songs I liked was Travis Scott. I went for Travis Scott because I didn't see any other nominations for him. I mean, he had the whole Astro World debacle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't think I think I like Drake. I don't know if I like 21 Savage as much. Mm. And I don't I just Drake. Drake tends to have really long albums. I don't know if that's best rap album style, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll just vote for Utopia and Travis Scott and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Best spoken word poetry album is the last one. Rounding out field three. I picked, for your consideration, 24, the album, because I just thought that was really funny and ironic. I really like uh, the one I picked mine for a similar naming reason. It was Queen Sheba's A, you're not wrong, B, they're not either, because <laughs> I thought yeah. that was funny. It is funny. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to see. That is, that's a category that is just going to be what it's going to be, and I can't really make an educated guess on best yeah. spoken word poetry album. Yeah, no, absolutely. I haven't dropped the needle on any of these. Mm-hmm. Up to field two. We're in the rock, metal, and alternative. Oh, boy. Rock, metal, alternative. Short field again. Only, what, six categories here? Best rock performance. We've matched. Not strong enough. We think Boy Genius is going home with best rock performance. Well, Boy Genius was a fan favorite, I think. They were, they're, they've they been nominated for a lot. Weren't they another one of the ones that was nominated for a bunch? Well, you said Phoebe was nominated for seven. Yeah, and I presume yeah. most of that is with Boy Genius, if not all of it. Yeah, exactly. So definitely think not strong enough. 
I know several people who like Boy Genius, so I threw some love their way. Uh, me included. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like Boy Genius. I don't know what kind of shot they're looking at with Album of the Year, but they're nominated, which is huge, and I think they really do have an honest chance to win a lot of the things they've been in contention for. I know somebody that's very passionate that they should win Album of the Year. So, <laughs> that again, that kind of influenced me to pick them. Yeah. Well, I think Not Strong Enough is a, is a really good pick for Best Rock Performance. Best Metal Performance, we both probably picked a really strange choice <laughs> for Metal Performance. We both picked Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. But by Ghost. And that's what did it for me. I looked at this list and, I mean, Disturbed, Metallica. Metallica's like, I don't know, is New Metallica very good? I haven't listened to New Metallica. Mm. But I recognize names, but then Ghost. Ghost is huge right now. Everyone's been talking about Ghost. Everyone's been going to see Ghost. I picked it just because the song was called Phantom of the Opera. I'll pick that. That's probably all you need. (laughs) If there's any metal band I think that can do a killer rendition of Phantom of the Opera that would stand out in a crowd of metal performances, I think it's Ghost. Best rock song you went back to not strong enough mm-hmm. which i think is fine too another good pick for best rock song back to boy genius i deviated a little bit i made this pick for the voters i picked olivia rodrigo's ballad of a homeschool girl so i also was interested in picking that one because i put that on and I, I thought it was a very interesting song it is olivia rodrigo is w- one of the ones that i think of the repeats they're not my go-to repeat, but we'll get there. But, like, they'd be a repeat I'd be okay with just because I'm interested to find out how their sound and songwriting has matured since last time we did them. Oh, I can tell you something. I don't know if it's much. Oh. Um, well, I liked the, like, rockier sound. <laughs> oh, yeah. That she had on the couple of songs that I listened to that came up as that I was screening. It had more of a rock, edgier side to it than the, like, teen pop that i felt i'm gonna get sour had yeah it's it's a lot edgier than sour it is and i guess in that sense it's matured a lot it's definitely different and we'll see we'll just see if it wins yeah i have strong opinions about olivia rodrigo and guts Hmm. probably more than most of the other albums up for album of the year i think interesting but i picked it here because i think people will vote for it really i think maybe even if it's not the best rock song I think people will respect her age and her experience. And she won Grammys for Sour already, which Sour, in a lot of ways, is a little beneath Guts. Mm -hmm. So it could happen. Yeah. Best rock album. I went for Starcatcher, Greta Van Fleet, Baby Led Zeppelin. I know know the thing. (laughs) I know it's a whole thing. But Greta Van Fleet's really big, and I think they could take it. I went for But Here We Are. Get a little foo in my picks. Yeah. There's enough foo going around in my picks. Might as well. A little foo for you, but here we are. We've matched again with Best Alternative Music Performance, and we both went for Lana Del Rey. I almost went with Cool About It by Boy Genius again. I almost did, but I also know Lana Del Rey has been big lately. and Yeah, she's been nominated for a lot this year, too. Quite a bit. Yeah, so I was like, let's throw some Grammy love her way. Plus A&W. I mean, yeah. it's a classic root beer. A&W is a classic group beer. That's sure not what she sings about. Did you listen to this one? No. <laughs> oh, boy. A and the W mean something really different. I just listened to Lana Del Rey's album this month, too, to prepare for the Grammys in case she wins album of the year. A&W is such a welcome, like, surprising. Is that what the W stands for? And refreshing departure from her normal sound. Is it a welcome? Is that what A&W stands for? No, it's not a welcome. Oh, okay. That's not it. No. <laughs> I really liked A&W. I really liked a lot of the stuff on Lana's album, coming back to think about it. The first time through it was a little hard, but I really came around after a couple listens. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like 
every other Lana Del Rey album. But that's why you go back, you know, this consistency. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. I went back for Boy Genius in our last yeah. category in Field 2, Best Alternative Music Album. And for the record... Best Alternative Music Album? So did I, the record. I think that's got a strong shot to win. I mean, it's almost the album of the year. Yeah. So I really do have to give it an edge in these categories. Mm-hmm. Plus, as a, it's vocal or instrumental. Definitely the vocals on the record are stellar. There's acapella tracks on there or sections of tracks. And I think the record is is so strong. It's going to walk out with some Grammys. Sure. Now we're into field one. This is a biggie. We're getting close. Getting really close to the general field. Best pop solo performance. I went to Taylor Swift and anti-hero. She's been tearing up 2023 and 2024. I know. This was a hard field. I mean, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, that one was a cool song when I listened to it. What was I made for? We already talked about how that performance is really good, and this is the best pop solo performance, right? So I was like really wanting to pick that one, but I I was getting a bit of Barbie fatigue at this time. And you went... I went with my girl. And you went for Flowers. I went with my girl, Flowers, Miley Cyrus. That song blew up the summer when that album came i'm afraid okay we'll get there we'll we'll talk about this a little more when we get to album of the year i'm worried flowers came out so early in 2023 it's out of people's minds come time to vote here in 2024 Hmm. i think that's definitely a thing to consider but when it came out it was like the only song on the radio when you flip to a pop station it was in all the you know malls and stores and stuff i mean it was everywhere flowers just because it was like one of the first singles released before the rest of the album dropped right and it was the first single released it just went insanely popular so plus i really like it i think flowers is one of the weakest songs in this category and wow. one of the weakest songs from endless summer vacation whoa that's interesting yeah it was not my favorite i'm kind of surprised you picked it here in, in such a stacked category but i guess knowing you and how you feel about miley cyrus well but the only the only two that i actually knew going into this was what was i made for in flowers the rest were just screens so okay i was really already down to those two uh and le- I, I did like vampire and anti-hero paint the town red was okay but uh yeah i just didn't know him well enough and i and i don't know i just didn't want to pick taylor swift <laughs> didn't want to pick her so i didn't yeah sure well you did depart from your girl on best pop duo or group performance we tied again yeah we both picked karma taylor swift and ice spice mainly for ice spice in this scenario uh again i know she's blown up big mm. and i liked karma when i listened to it and again this is all about the duo performance right so like while i like miley Cyrus, i didn't care for brandy carlisle's uh contribution to thousand miles oh, okay um i also really thought about picking candy necklace just because it had lana del rey and john batiste on it uh <laughs> i was like that's a powerhouse and then same thing with ghost in the machine SZA and phoebe bridgers i was like whoa but i figure i know i had to throw something taylor's way so i, g- I gave her karma sure hey might as well maybe you'll get some good karma for that mainly for the hope that ice spice gets some recognition yeah lana del rey and john batiste kind of swapped she has a track on his album and he has a track on hers mm. so they've both doubled their chances at being on a grammy yeah. album of the year yeah, fair enough who knew but yeah SZA and phoebe is a, is a good pairing too but it's karma for me this was i felt really stacked but yeah i went karma 
Yeah. Best pop vocal album. We've got another match. Endless Summer Vacation. Here we go. You went with some Miley Cyrus. All right. I went for Endless Summer Vacation. So you think the best pop album was... You think Miley Cyrus's album was better than Midnight's, huh? I remember you staying up to like listen to Midnight's when it came out or whatever. I did listen to Midnight's when it came out. That's true. Again, I'm surprised that you picked Endless Summer Vacation here. Uh-huh. Well, let's talk about chemistry. Kelly Clarkson. Um, I mean, to be frank, I haven't heard the entire thing. Me neither. But, you know, there. Uh, Ed Sheeran Subtract. We're talking about a vocal album here. You want me to pick Ed Sheeran <laughs> for the best pop vocal album? Nothing against him or his music. I like Ed Sheeran. But if we're talking vocal album, that ain't it. Midnights for Taylor. I mean, you can see my ranking. I think I talked about it in the Taylor Swift episode or at least the B-side cut. I think Midnights is a mid-tier album for Taylor. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily her best vocal performance. Okay. And maybe that's just me comparing her to herself and not to the other Grammy nominees here. But I would say my top two are Guts which Olivia Rodrigo performs the crap out of. You said it was better, but you still said you didn't think she'd matured that much. So yeah, okay, Miley Cyrus. I'll take you picking her. Yeah, Endless Summer Vacation gets my best pop vocal album vote. Although again, just with the way people vote, Guts would not surprise me. Yeah, I'm just afraid Endless Summer Vacation doesn't have the public's attention like it did when it first came out. Well, it's Endless. I know. Best dance or electronic recording is up next. We've got Loading for me. I, I picked Loading by James Blake. Okay. I picked Rumble. I recognize Skrillex. You went for Skrillex. Yeah. Plus Flodan is in there. Yeah, and I realized that Fred again is up for a couple Grammys this oh, really? year too. So Rumble might be a really strong pick. I'm Fred, heck yeah. Fred again is right up here with Strong. He's in here twice. Yeah, and I think for Best New Artist. Oh. I mean, he's Fred Fred again and again. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Best Pop? Dance recording, I don't know. Neither of us are much dancers. Oh, you picked Rush. Interesting. I did go for Rush. I'm really surprised you didn't pick Baby Don't Hurt Me. I Yeah, Baby Don't Hurt Me. No more. <laughs> well, not, yeah, I just I wasn't feeling it. I was thinking of that too much. Again, this is a song that I know somehow. I don't know how I know Baby Don't Hurt Me, but I do. I've heard it somewhere. I mean, guess you do. Because when I first saw it, I, was like, I said, oh, Baby Don't Hurt Me. I said, I know a song that goes like that, but that I can't possibly be this one because if I know it, it can't be that new i don't really know a lot of new stuff and then i went and screened it and i was like no this is it i know this and so i just picked it yeah well i mean to be honest i've heard troy steven's name a lot in other things okay. you know I, I just the name comes up a lot i think baby rexa is a strong pick and calvin harris is also they, these people are known for dance pop and i don't listen to a lot of dance pop so it's it's honestly a little hard to make a judgment but who knows fair enough best dance or electronic music album is going to close out field one i picked for that beautiful feeling picked the chemical brothers yeah sounds like a beautiful feeling i guess if i realized fred again was in here so much i would have picked that but i didn't i picked kx5 by kx5 just because mm. i thought it was cool Maybe it's K by five. It could be K by five. I don't know. K times five. K times five. Maybe it's kicks five. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. I'm excited about this category. I think this category is going to include some easy guesses. I think we're right about some of these. Yeah. And I think it's going to include some surprises. Yeah, sure. But now into the general field, field zero. That takes us up to the general field. And they're all blacked out. All blacked out for now. I think we should do one at a time here. We'll go from the bottom up this time. Yeah, we'll go from the bottom up, starting with number six. And start with songwriter of the year. Non-classical. All right, I want to make a guess at what I think you pick. Okay, well, so the nominees, let's, well, I guess we'll run through the nominees for these ones, just so when we reveal, it's like, oh. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because these are the big ones. We've got Edgar Barrera. We've got Jesse Joe Dillon. We've got Shane McAnally. Got Theron Thomas. Got Justin Tranter. Those are your songwriter of the year options. I'll be honest, I'm forgetting who I picked. 
<laughs> oh no, I know who I picked. You I know who I picked. Sorry. Picked? No, no, no. I remember okay. now. I think you picked. Did you pick uh, Shane McAnally? That's my guess. I. I mean, don't tell picked. me. Don't tell. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna reveal. Okay. Yeah. 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 I picked Jesse Joe Dillon. Jesse Joe Dillon. Been tearing up the country game. Oh. She's got songs by Megan Maroney, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Dan and Shay. Oh yeah, you said you like Jelly Roll. She's just been everywhere. Okay. Her name's been everywhere, and I thought I saw just recently that she got inducted into some kind of Hall of Fame, but nice. I googled that to confirm it, and I couldn't find evidence. But oh, okay, I'm pretty sure. So that's exciting. So who do you think I picked? Who do I think you? You don't even remember who you picked. I know who I picked. I remember. Okay. I had to look at what songs were listed under them for what they've done. I think he went for Justin Tranter. Justin Tranter? Mm-hmm. You may reveal. All right. I went with. Connor has picked. Justin Tranter. Oh, <laughs> yes. I knew it. I called it. Because, I mean, Miley Cyrus, River, right? And also, because they did, he, I just recognized, you know, the cast of Grease from Rise of the Pink Ladies. So I was like, oh, okay, I recognize that. But mainly it was for River, Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh. Of course. Just like river yeah producer of the year non-classical is another category that is just so interesting i don't know we've got jack antonoff Durnst, demile emil we've got hit boy got metro boomin who you already said you didn't know daniel negro from uh olivia rodrigo's stuff do you want to reveal me first on this one who do you think i did we'll go back and forth yeah who's your producer of the year it is jack antonoff Jack Antonoff, all his Taylor Swift yeah, stuff and Lana Del Rey. because he did Taylor, well, I mean, yeah, he did, I mean, Lana Del Rey, the 1975, which we've done. Taylor Swift, Victoria Monet's Jaguar 2 is in there, you know? Uh, <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. He's been, just Jack Antonoff has been the producer people talk oh, about yeah. for the last several months. And that's why you're going to find. Is that why you picked him too? Did you pick him as well? That we have matched again. Ooh. Jack Antonoff is my pick for producer of the year. Yep. No surprise there. Best new artist. This is a tough one. Is a hot category. It's a tough call. Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Kahn, Victoria Monet, The War and Treaty. I had about six. I th- yeah. I had about six of these. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, literally, Victoria Monet, Coco Jones, Jelly Roll, Ice Spice, and Fred again, at least, are five that I know were nominated elsewhere. I don't think Noah Kahn, The War and Treaty, and Gracie Abrams were nominated anywhere else. I don't believe so. But... The Warren Treaty has just taken off. I saw them before anyone was talking about them. They opened for John Legend a couple years ago. They blew me away then, and they continue to blow me away now. They've been doing great work. I just don't know if they're like best new artists or just really, really good new artists, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Gracie Abrams just opened for Taylor Swift. I almost saw her, but she got rained out. Oh, wow. I know. Fred again has been nominated for all these things, but at the end of the day, I just see him everywhere. And the Grammys don't like country much. So I went with Noah Kahn. You went with Noah Kahn. I went with Noah Kahn. Wow. Stick season. season. I mean, we both like stick season. Yeah. And then he did the covers or the, well, new versions with Hozier, Uh with Gracie Abrams. Like he's been going to town with stick season. People have been eating it up. And I think a lot of people are going to vote for it. Yeah. You talked a lot about Ice Spice uh, in Mm -hmm. other parts of the Grammys. Sure did. In Victoria Monet. Sure did. Was that, when you think, did that sway you? Was that your best new artist somehow? Maybe. Go ahead and reveal. You've picked oh no Noah Kahn. <laughs> whoa wow i could i did not think you were gonna pick Noah Kahn. that's exciting uh, i thought you were gonna go jelly roll just because of how much you talk them up the rest of the stream i really it's just that there's just this seeming bias against country music in the grammys just at large well a lot of it's because they don't they just 
churn out the same sounding songs about the same topics and they don't write their own songs half the time that's it is jelly does not so i don't know maybe he'll take this i could see it happening and it wouldn't surprise me but i wasn't comfortable enough with it to give it my prediction uh also just all these lower fields will be worth one point each oh yeah the general field will be worth two points per correct guess so that it's out of an even 100 yeah if 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 one of us somehow gets everything 100 correct we'd have a score of 100 so which be wild like that feels like winning the lottery kind of odds yeah <laughs> to pick 94 grammys without missing unbelievable that'd be nuts that i'd go buy a lottery ticket if i did that i wouldn't because i think i would have used all the luck doing that i don't think i'd ever have another ounce of luck in me for the rest of my life if i did that if you picked all the grammys yeah, yeah. and we have this as proof right this is tangible proof if we pick all the grammys right that we did pick all the grammys right beforehand so that's super cool i'm in an interesting pick for song of the year Song of the Year is up next. It's going to be tough. The nominees are Lana Del Rey's A&W, Antihero by Taylor Swift, John Batiste's Butterfly, back in it again, Dance the Night by Dua Lipa, Flowers by Miley Cyrus, Scissors Kill Bill, Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo, and What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. Yep. All such good songs. Yeah, I mean. It's a battle. This is a battle. It's a real battle. And the person I have coming out on top, I mean... She's the queen. You didn't pick Miley. She's the queen. Uh, okay, Dua? You got Dua Lipa? queen always comes out on top. Dance the night from Barbie. Dula Peep. Aha, uh-huh, Dula Peep. You know what? That's fair. I really like that song. Obviously, I love Dua Lipa. One, Dua Lipa had to give the queen something here. I think, it, I, I, when I think again, Barbie is in such the public mind, even still. I mean, yeah. the time of all this voting was going on. And I think it would win Song of the Year over what was I made for. Simply because it's poppier. It's more a beat. I think mm. I think it has... You know, what was I made for is more of a ballad. I don't see that necessarily winning Song of the Year as much. Sure. I can believe that. But, I mean, I haven't heard a lot of these other ones, you know? Yeah. they. I wouldn't be surprised if the other ones win. I know Taylor Swift's super popular. Sizz has been blowing up. Olivia Rodrigo's always been big. You know, so I wouldn't, I, any of these could win, and I would not be surprised. There's not a single song in this category that could win and surprise me. Yeah, same. But I went with the flow. I think of public opinion. Just, I've heard it so much on the radio everywhere, all the time. It seems inescapable. It seems like everyone's talking about it. It seems like everyone likes it. My pick for song of the year was anti-hero anti-hero yeah again that's a safe bet i mean i mean taylor swift is one of the biggest artists of our time right now she is and it's well written enough i think that it's got mass appeal but it's still like got a little bit more beneath the surface it's not just a you know pop song there's a little bit of substance in it yep i just i didn't feel like i didn't want to try to play the the votes i wanted to pick Uh, this comes up anytime we do one of these picking things like with our brackets you typically play the votes i typically just pick whatever the heck i like (laughs) right for the most part and so i didn't feel i would be being authentic with my picks if i picked anti-hero since i didn't really know the song even just because i knew taylor swift sure if the song had gotten big enough that it had breached the connor barrier and i knew it and i liked it i might have picked it but the connor barrier yeah 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 we're gonna go out of order here record of the year is technically number one in the general field but since we're doing album of the year as our episode we are making that our number one yeah that's gonna be the one we reveal the last so record of the year the nominees are worship by john batiste not strong enough by boy genius flowers by miley cyrus what was i made for by billy eilish on my mama by victoria monet vampire by olivia rodrigo anti-hero by taylor swift and kill bill by SZA. record of the year remember the difference between record of the year and song of the year song of the year is all about the words and music record of the year is all about the recording and that played heavily into my decision here oh okay i think 
a lot of these songs are, are great songs. You know, they're very well-written songs, as evidenced by the fact that, like, half of them were nominees for Song of the Year, too. Mm-hmm. But if we're just digging straight into, like, production, mm-hmm. one song that stands kind of a cut above in its production and its just different elements all working together in a really, really satisfying way, for me, that is Worship, John Batiste. It's a really cool song. It does a lot. It's got a lot of moving parts, and I think they all just come together into a really compelling song. Hmm. Really good record. Fair enough. And there's so many others. Again, I just wouldn't be surprised if they win, but I also don't think I picked John Batiste for too many other categories. I know we both put Movement 18 in there and stuff, but yeah, I just wanted to give him a little more love. So this, for me, was one, because again, I know there's a distinction between Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and record's like all about the actual recording, where song's about like the song itself. Mm-hmm. And so for this one, I tried to think about who's really good. Again, because the only song in here I really knew was What Was I Made For in Flowers, right? But I thought about both of those, and I was like, I don't know if I really want to pick either of those. I don't think either of those are going to win the record of the year. I thought they both had a chance to maybe win Song of the Year if they were there, you know, things like that. But I didn't think that they could that the specific recording with like the mix is all about like the recording engineers and the mixers win this and stuff like that. And I was like, who in here do I know has really good recording engineers? And like we thought, so like I, w- I was looking at the John Batistes and the Taylor Swifts of the world here. Cause I know that they're mm-hmm. really good at putting together a solid recording. True. And so my pick was based off of that. And in this scenario, I did give it to anti-hero for that reason. Cause I know Ooh. people go nuts over Taylor Swift. And like, I mean, she's been doing all this stuff with like re-releasing all of her old albums with like the Taylor versions and stuff like that. So like, mm-hmm. I thought she'd be somebody that could produce a really good recording of a song even though i don't really know the song that's jack antonoff i mean he is your producer of the year oh that's true that might have also played into why i did it (laughs) now that i'm thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a fine pick i think anti-hero i don't know the song well enough so i was more hedging my bets on taylor and jack antonoff here than i was yeah anything else yeah, it's it just feels like it's missing a little bit of that special sauce. From a production standpoint, mm-hmm. I think Worship is a lot more dynamic mm-hmm. than Antihero. But, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what the winner is in no time at all yeah. once the Grammys get here. Yeah. And what do you think? Album of the Year, the big one. The nominees, one more time. One of these will get its own episode of Spin It next week. World Music Radio by John Batiste. The Record by Boy Genius. Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monet, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, Midnights by Taylor Swift, or SOS by SZA? I just have a feeling several of these are going to become episodes whether they win or not. <laughs> they are. Don't worry. I've been waiting to see what wins so I can put the other ones that I'm going to do into the feed. Yeah. Our schedule of what's upcoming has been missing a few that just say Grammy potential winner. <laughs> <laughs> like you know you're shoving somebody in there leftover grammy yeah what what doesn't happen for the grammy well it makes sense because the other thing is i have to take notes and get ready to record an episode on no turnaround time at all sure so the more that i prepare for episodes we could do in the future if they win like i did that last year with beyonce and harry styles i was like we'll definitely do an episode on both of these sure so i might as well be ready so for me on this one again i went with what i felt should win not necessarily maybe what will win yeah and so there's this is probably isn't gonna shock many people it sounds like it's not gonna shock me but i think what would be great 
for album of the year, not only because I really like the album, but because I think it would be great for the podcast in the year of healing. I went with Endless Summer Vacation. Oh, I knew you'd do this. I knew it. By Miley Cyrus. I think a return to Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, would... I mean, things went south with us, I think, for the first time with Plastic Hearts, Miley Cyrus. It was certainly an interesting development in the podcast's progression. And so I think in our year of healing, what would be more healing than a return to Miley as a Grammy-winning artist? A bit of a redemption arc for Miley on the podcast. From rags to riches, if you would. <laughs> rags to ra- really? Oh, you want to say plastic hearts is rags? Well, huh? to, to, in your mind, okay. it is. For me, it was a nine in one of my highest nines. But you crapped all over it. I didn't crap all over it. It was pretty. It was there was a couple spots that were crapless, but for the most part, it was full. It didn't score super great. I can admit it. But yeah, yeah, I did not. It's no secret that I was not the biggest, biggest fan of plastic hearts. You, it's not as bad as you make it out to seem. Definitely. But it wasn't my favorite. I have listened at this point to all of these albums for at least a month in preparation for this. So many of them could be repeats for us. Yeah. It's wild. I'd never imagined when we started doing Grammy episodes that this would be a problem we'd run into. (laughs) But I mean, give it one more year and maybe there'll all be potential repeats. Maybe we won't have a choice. Who knows? Yeah. I, I like a lot of these different albums for a lot of different reasons. And I went back and forth. You know, I don't, I don't particularly want to do guts. Guts is the one I said I feel strongest about. Okay. I don't think guts should win this award. Okay. I don't. Th- I think guts is you know respectable. I think a nomination is nice. It's good nod. I genuinely would be confused and a little upset if guts wins album of the year okay i don't think it surpasses the other albums on this list probably means it's gonna win because typically the ones you don't think are gonna win win (laughs) i know i'm bad at picking i also think world music radio is a step down from john batiste's we are in some ways i think production wise maybe it's actually a little higher just in terms of just overall but the concept is a little loose but we are did win the grammy so to say that doesn't lower the bar much yeah you know what i mean we are is like in my top 50 but at the end of the day my pick for album of the year is endless summer vacation by miley cyrus whoa oh no that scares me because i just said you're not good at picking these oh no (laughs) yeah i i was surprised by it and i don't want to say too much obviously we both kind of think it'll win and and if it does it'll get a repeat but that's wild that has blown my mind it was my album of the year pick i looked at this list long and hard and i thought really in depth about all of these and this is where i landed heck yeah so that's our grammy picks all 94 our predictions and we'll keep track during the day of you know we'll update this list as things come out yep and then the next day we'll record our episode and it'll come to you on friday what we say february 9th you'll get to hear who won Mm -hmm. and get to hear the wrap-up and all this stuff well that's exciting this is really fun yeah and if you want to take a look at the list you know if you want to refresher uh, when you go into the episode you can find it on our website www.spinapod.com where you'll also be able to find the episode that's right there's a whole tab that has our ranking list actually that has our rankings of every album james has ever ranked and every album i've ever done on this podcast for me Mm -hmm. and then and it'll also have this tab that has our Grammy predictions. Yes. 
Yeah, it's on the official ranking spreadsheet at the end of it. Yeah? So, you can find it there. Heck yeah. This has been good bonus content. I think it was fun. I like doing this. I liked it too. I think we should do this again. I think 2024, we're in a good place with podcast production. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see a lot more bonus content this year. We just did a Florence and the Machine like supplementary backtracks episode where we determined whether I picked the right album. We have a fun idea for a March Madness bracket thing that we're going to do that I've been working on. Yeah, that's going to be a whole episode. Heck yeah. But stay tuned for more supplemental content like this. And keep an eye on Twitch for more live streams. We did stream this live at twitch.tv slash spinitpod. You can come next time and be a part of the action. But you can find Spin It if you like this and haven't listened to the podcast. For some reason, you're still here. You can find Spin It wherever you listen to podcasts. We rank an album every week and talk about all the tracks on it. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. We learn a lot of weird stuff. Good time. We will see you on Friday for another new episode. Get stoked about the Grammys. And until next time, keep Keep spinning. spinning. Goodbye.